This is the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, featuring interviews with people of action. So continue listening to be educated and inspired. You can catch us live every Friday night between 6 to 8pm on 3WBC 94.1 FM. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show with Mandy Wentz right through until 8 o'clock tonight. It's my great pleasure to welcome to the show tonight past president of North Melbourne, Darren Verrapa. Darren, a very warm welcome to you, and thank you for chatting with us this evening. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you. There's been some really exciting initiatives happening at Rotary North Melbourne lately. Um, one in particular that's seen quite a large influx of potential new members. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, well, it, it wasn't uh, my idea. She started off with um, Philip Archer, uh, who's our director of um, membership, I believe, at the time, or maybe he still is for Rotary International for the district, and um, he mentioned that we should look into getting a um, millennial board. And um, I, so I took that as, as, actually I was confused and I thought I had to do it. So I went out there and I started the initiative. And um, that's what gave us the 11 people and could have potentially gotten more, but I sort of freaked out when I saw how many people we were getting. <laughs> I thought I'd only get one or two, but I ended up with 11 people in just two days. Well, that's a very good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Indeed, indeed. So in in going about um, putting together this millennial board, I guess, how did you you figure out what millennials would would like from an involvement with your club? I think part of it is because I, I used to lecture. So I had quite a few people from that generation, from that age group and all that. That gave me a bit of background as well. But I also asked them, um, you know, uh, did quite a bit of, um, you know, asking people throughout the past few years as well in terms of what they're into, and then to try to actually put something in front of them that would make them excited about joining anything. I mean, it could have been offered by the Fire Brigade Association or in any other, you know, association, but the fact that Rotary was offering it just made them interested in our brand as well. And what were some of the things in particular that they were looking to get from their association with Rotary? Well, I I looked at, you know, where they were at in their careers and, and what they wanted to do next. And I figured, you know, career planning would be something that they would be interested in. Um, and then if you needed career planning, that you need to write CVs. If you needed to write CVs, you'd want to market those CVs and you'd want to get on LinkedIn and learn a bit about how to use LinkedIn. Um, and it sort of grew from there. Um, and talking to them, you sort of, you know, we got a got a feel of what they wanted, and that turned into a program from, you know, what – so it was more built from what they wanted rather than, than what the club could offer. So it actually was built up from, from the millennials up as opposed to us deciding, oh, maybe they would want this and then sort of go, go at it that way. Yeah, Does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, okay. And also within that too as well um, – you know, it's great. Yes, it's got to work for the millennials, but it's obviously got to work for your club as well. So, how did you sort of go about as well catering for for the needs of your club? The the club, 
Um, one of the problems that we have is actually getting new members. And that's why I mentioned before that I sort of freaked out is that we usually get one new member a year on average. So to get 11 in one go like that was, was, was kind of a big deal. And the, um, the issue ends up being that when you're getting such a small influx of people in, the, the membership ages. So a lot of projects that we may need labor or we need, you know, uh, I guess, lack of a better word, younger people to give us a hand with some of these projects, um, you know, that that was becoming, it still kind of is a little bit of an issue right now, but that's that's something that we're hoping that by, you know, engaging the younger generation, we'll be able to replenish the ranks, so to speak, um, and also to sort of be able to uh, integrate better in that generation as well and, you know, get more engagement from them in, in the club too, which which was where that that would help. And also, uh, it was mentioned that, to, uh, and that's something we're working on as well, is two projects in the community uh, that we're, we're still yet to come up with a theme for it um, that we would give them to manage themselves um, so that they can contribute in the community in North Melbourne there. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's where, um, that's where we feel that they will, they will probably contribute to the, to the needs of the club as well, uh, on top of replenishing the ranks. And some of them, even the first time we spoke with them, um, they, you know, they already expressed interest to um, to join as members anyway. We didn't even tell them that, you know, that we want them to join as members, and they are the ones that sort of said that they wanted to join the club. So yeah. Yeah, great. And so, are they on? Because I know people will probably be interested to, to know this, but are they on a, a full membership or an honorary? So how did how did that kind of the mechanics of it sort of come to be? I guess. Well, that's something that uh, we're still deciding. Um, so we're still trying to um, to and trying to bed that down in terms of um, what sort of contributions we want from them. Some of uh, some of these uh, these among the eleven, there are two of them that they actually want to be full fledged members themselves because they didn't know about the club, and this was a great way to get them, you know, exposed to what the club does in terms of the projects that we have on and all that. And they want to actually become full fledged members. And the others, what we're thinking of doing is to actually just go for the honorary membership. But, you know, um, I can see it happening already. They're developing more and more interest in what we're doing um, as we progress through this program. So um, let's see, let's see what, they, what they decide as well, because they may want to, be, to become members like those other two. Yeah, and I presume, obviously, yeah. that, that, is, that you, the idea is to move them <laughs> to be full members eventually. But, you know, it's how we engage them initially in, in it. It's important. Yeah, yeah. So what we're trying, what we're trying to do is we're trying to lead with value first. So we actually give them value, and then the laws of reciprocity sort of kick in because that's how those those, those two um, those those two people wanted to become members was because they felt that they were getting so much value. They actually asked the question. They said, "What can we do for the club?" Um, and you know they came up with that. I guess you know we also picked the right people. You had to pick good people, uh, so that when you do something, they, they feel that they need to do something, give something back for that. And most people probably would. So that's um, that that law of reciprocity will probably help us with membership. Um, but the other thing that we're also thinking of, I mean, even if some of them have this honorary association with the club, when we need you know uh, arms and legs basically for some of those projects. That they will be there, um, and that's that's another thing that we're contemplating as well. So even those that, so you get the members from it. Some of these people will want to be members themselves, like they've said. But even those that don't want to, um, they may still have an association with the um, with the club that will help us when we have our projects. So it's a win-win. Absolutely, and I love yeah. that. 
lead with value. Yeah, yeah. Such um, a great takeaway. Such a great <laughs> takeaway. Thank you. And now you mentioned um, a couple of times about how you had a, this influx of new members. How did you get them to sign up so quickly? Because I've you know, heard through the chats, the rumour, that you got these 11 people to show interest within 48 hours. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Incredible. Yeah, that's correct. So part of it, um, I um, I picked up the phone and I called some of my students, but, you know, students that I had from before. And that's an idea for all the clubs as well. If you have any academics or any people that are actually teaching you, you that are in a position of authority, even after, you know, the, their classes and their lectures and, and all that is over, those those students, they still look up to their to their to their teachers, to the lecturers. And I was the lecturer at, uh, at La Trobe. Um, so when I call them up, you know, they, they will still, you know, listen to me when I, when I ask them to do something. So you're in a position to sort of not, not force them to do something they don't want to, but at least they will take the time to listen to you. And then the you've other got the credibility with them. Yeah. 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 You've got that yeah. sort of positioning with them in some ways as, you know, as already, um, someone that, that they respect and that they, that they, that they listen to. And then the other, the other way that we did this, that I did this actually was to um, just find out where they hang out. <laughs> so um, one thing that they were doing was there is something called the Golden Key International Awards. I think that's by Deakin University. Yeah. So um, that's a place where you're gonna you're gonna meet a lot of um, youngsters. I mean, if you're my age, you call them youngsters, I guess. But yeah, yeah so you go, yeah, you told me that's where that's that's another place. And there are many places like that that they will network. There are places where where they hang out, and and it's it's a little bit about knowing what they do there as well. But the the bigger one would be in your club if you've got you know an academic or if you've got anyone that does anything with uh, with career planning or, or any of those um, elements that I mentioned before. They will have access to these people. Um, like even in my club, now that I'm thinking about it, the person that organizes the speaker roster, um, she's ex Melbourne Uni. Um, so she would probably have access to people that can get us exposure there even more than, than I did at La Trobe. So even within your club, you just need to ask the question who's got access to university or who's got access to um, graduates or people that have already graduated a few years ago, alumni and all that. They're good places to um to to look for people that have that need for developing their careers or, or even developing their businesses because that was another aspect of it. Yeah, fantastic. So I guess the key message out of all that, aside from what I said before, which I really love, that lead with value, but understanding too that Rotary is a really good fit for these millennials and these up and coming professionals, and it's definitely um, a win win value proposition. Absolutely. And they are accessible. <laughs> they are yes. out there. <laughs> they are out there. They will talk to you. They're just like us, you know, in some ways. And in other ways, they're not. <laughs> but, you know, in many ways, they are. And they will respond to um, to people trying to help them. And, uh, and, and if you look around our clubs, I mean, uh, some people would say weakness is that we are aging. But potentially, you know, that can be a strength as well. So uh, you can have people that are that are older and that understand leadership better or that are older, that have done some career paths within ethics. And these are all areas that um, that can contribute to a millennial's career growth or business growth. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So, Darren, how long have you been a member of Rotary? Um, I think I'm coming up for my fifth year. Fifth year? Yeah. 
Not that, not as have... long as some of the other people, but yeah. <laughs> Five years is still a good stint. Um, how how did you actually get involved? Um, I got involved through a friend of a friend. Um, dragged me to a meeting, and I was sort of going everywhere he was going because I liked his company. And um, yeah, just ended up there, and it was just a really nice bunch of people. And then from other uh, associations, organizations as well. When I was actually for the first meeting um, at the club, I wasn't a member yet. There were people that I already knew there from those other clubs and other associations and other organizations there. So when I walked in in the club, I actually knew three or four other people, and that 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 definitely made an impression on me. I think. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne is small, I guess, so that you know you, you you come across the same people in the same sort of circles, which is which is really nice. And um, and as I said, you're the past president. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty substantial role to be stepping up into, particularly if you've um, been in Rotary for about five years. Yeah. How did you How did you come about taking on that role? Um, it sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> when people mentioned it to me, I you know I was honoured and I was really excited, but I was really scared. So I said no, I think the first time when they asked me. Um, because I didn't know what it involved. And because I had been going to some of the board meetings and all that, then one of the members sort of explained to me that, look, you're already familiar with 50% of it. All you have to do is do the pets and all that, and, and you'll be fine. And that was you know, as far from the truth as you could probably get. Um, <laughs> so it's quite a bit involved with that role. I don't want to scare anyone away from that role, but you know, there's, there's quite a bit to be done there. And uh, I was quite sick during that year, so I had a lot of support for the club to actually get uh, a lot of the tasks done. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very daunting sort of um, sort of role because you've got these two sides to it. You've got the club, as many past presidents listen to this, probably your current presidents know. Then you've got the district responsibilities, and you've got a few things to do with cluster as well. So it's a it's a full on sort of role, as well as um, you know, learning about yourself too in amongst that journey. That's what I found anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will you'll find um, yeah, I guess so because sometimes you know you're sleepy, you're tired, you've had a long day at work, and you, know, you still have a few things to do, and you know you, you you're having to make that. Decision, you know, your pillow's calling your name, <laughs> and you're sort of going, oh, I still have a few things to do, and you still, you sort of have to do that, and it sort of shows you, I guess, you know, what what you care about and when you care about it, and I mean, do you still care about it when it gets tough, or do you care about it when everything is fine? You know, that yeah, it is a bit of, a bit of a journey in terms of self discovery as well. So, what's um, what's one of the key things that you've that you've probably learnt then from your experience? Um, as being president? Um, first thing I would say would be uh, it, it looks and that and that, that translates across other experiences in life uh, in some ways that, that the presidency looks daunting at first and looks impossible. Uh, not just daunting, it actually looks impossible. When I looked at the tasks and all that and I thought, you know, I have I, I have no idea how to do these things. I'm not going to be able to do it. I have never heard of some of these acronyms as you know, Rotarians were fond of them. I'm looking at all these things and going, not going to happen. And what do you know? It does happen. <laughs> within a month or within two months, you're up and running. So, you know, when you approach other things that may look impossible like that in life, um, someone's been there, someone's done it, potentially under tougher conditions, which I found out later. 
that one of our presidents did it while the husband was going for chemotherapy or cancer or something like that. So, you know, for some horrid conditions, people actually still do it. And, you know, that, that, um, that's, that a lot of things that look impossible are, do, are actually doable. And then teamwork. I mean, so it sounds like a cliche here, but, you know, uh, a lot of times when you can't do something when you raise your hands because, you know, among fellow Rotarians, people will jump in and help. So that was another that was another thing that you learn about uh, human nature when you know when you're back against the wall that people will be there to help. Um, so and that again that applies to all areas of your life as well I would think in business and everywhere else too. So yeah. I feel like we're I'm, I'm, we're having a big motivational chat this evening, which I have to say <laughs> I'm like really really loving. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy. What's, what's next for you, Darren, aside from obviously continuing to develop the millennial board within your club, where do you sort of see yourself in, a, in either a couple of years' time or five years' time? And do you have any idea about what role you'd like to have in Rotary going forward? Well, that one thing that I'd like to see for the club, and I've been pushing this agenda for a few years um, with some successes, is to um, see... Uh, businesses a bit more involved with the club. Um, and, uh, I mean, for example, the Millennial Board right now, the meeting room that we've got, we're getting that for free and it's top-notch, it's world-class, it's, it's provided by yeah by, by, uh, by a business called B2B HQ, then Carlton. And, you know, the, the guy that owns the business is a wonderful person. And, and, and I mean, the, the chairs are really cool, the table, everything is really nice. I mean, it's top-notch. And he's provided that for free. You know, he's, he's having us there. He he offered it twice, actually, before I went and had a look at the premises. And that's a way to get, you know, our businesses involved with, with some of our projects as well, because that starts a conversation. And then because he's a kind-hearted fellow anyway, so, you know, you mentioned projects, you mentioned what you're doing in the community, that gets them involved. So that's another thing that I want to see over the next few years. But obviously, I'm, you know, priority is to grow the millennial group uh, to, be, to be a bit bigger and a bit more formalized and a bit more structured, um, because right now then my 11 uh, my 11 uh, guys and girls are kind of like the guinea pigs <laughs> so we're going to learn through this for everybody it's going to be a learning process but it's been easy um, because of the uh, support of of one business and if you wonder what would happen if we had the buy-in of you know um, more businesses in the community i think it'd be a wonderful outcome if we could get it to that point absolutely so yeah, yeah yeah can you um just as we finish off this interview do you want to give a plug to um some other projects that your club might be involved with at the moment as well. Let's know a little bit more about that. Um, the big uh, the big project that we've got on right now is the book fair, um, which was something that I personally did not believe strongly in at first. Um, um, I didn't see the dollars, and you know we sort of broke broke even on the first one, uh, but. I think the, um, the the revenue from that project has tripled just in the second time around. So the book fair that we've done, uh, which are the books that we've gotten from uh, from Geelong, uh, the club there, uh, and some of the donations that we had from members as well. And and um, I was very surprised, and I, I don't I don't think I was the only one. But that project is kicking some serious some serious goals, and you know it's um, it's actually tripled in revenue. I think. Uh, the, the second time around. Is it held? So, what yeah. kind of, where is it held? And is it held once a year or? Uh, it's held in the Flemington um, Town Hall. I think that's what that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, we will probably have you probably have to go and have a look at our at our website for the next one coming up. 
Uh, we're doing one a year at present, but you know, if it if it makes this kind of money, we should be doing probably two a year. But definitely visit the North Melbourne Club, uh, the website, on Rotary, and have a look at that. It's a it's a great little um, uh, little earner. Uh, it could be as an example for others that want to do the same, or if you want to come and buy a few books, whichever. Fantastic. But Darren, thank you so much for chatting with us tonight. It has really been interesting speaking to you. Um, you know, establishing those millennial boards, particularly in, in the Rotary Clubs, it is such an easy and engaging way to attract young professionals into Rotary. And it's also you know, such a wonderful platform for them to learn key skills. I think, as you said, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess what's the best way for clubs who are interested in, in following... North Melbourne's lead, how do they get in touch with you to find out more? Um, look, at present, I'm probably the one that has all of this between my two ears. So maybe get in touch with me. Um, so you can get in touch with me at info at uh, smresearch.com.au. S for Sam and for Mary. Uh, and research, as you'd spell the word research.com.au. Send me an email if you want more information about this. I'd be more than happy to tell you all about it. It's an easy it's not hard, um, and they're lovely people to be involved with, and everyone that gets involved with them will be, you know, will will be very happy they did so as well. So it's a very enjoyable process anyway. So yeah, and it would benefit your club too in terms of a whole range of benefits, I reckon. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, Darren. And remember, everybody, lead with value. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Darren. You're welcome.